Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Elliot Sadler can almost taste it from here. Well, I want to spend more time, you know, with my wife and kids at home and. They're getting involved in so much more stuff. One more turn for Brendan Gaughan. I'll wreck the hell out of Daniel Hemrick for this win. I don't care. The South, the other South Point, South Point 2 today can pick gravel out of their butt for all I care. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live. Mike Bagley here with the rest of the MRN crew. Over the next 60 minutes, we've got a lot coming your way, and we are so glad that you have joined us. With the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series off this weekend, that means the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the Camping World Truck Series take center stage. The Xfinity Series cars at Road America, the Camping World Trucks at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Not only that, but the trucks are also going to start their playoffs this weekend north of the border. On today's show, we'll be talking with some of the major contenders for the 2018 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship. In the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Elliot Sadler is going to join us. He's going to talk about his recent announcement of stepping away from full-time competition. In that same topic, Casey Kane also announced his retirement from full-time competition. We'll hear from his comments from over the weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. That's coming up for you on today's show as well. Brendan Gaughan is racing this weekend in the Johnsonville 180 at Road America. We'll talk with him about road course racing and his life outside of NASCAR. Plus, we've got this week in NASCAR history and a whole lot more. To get us started this week, today the eight contenders for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship were at the FS1 Studios talking with members of the media about the playoff run that starts this weekend at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. MRN's Tyler Burnett is there with one of those contenders. Thanks, Mike, with Noah Gregson. Noah, first let's talk about your season so far. Were you uh, satisfied with your regular season and how things have gone so far? I think uh, on the result sheet and uh, and getting wins, felt like a few have slipped away. We uh, had a dominating performance at Kansas, which locked us into the playoffs. But um, having the most stage wins of any other driver and um, led the most laps of any other driver um, is a big confidence booster for me. But, uh, yeah, just... Let a few wins slip away um, that don't show on, on the stat sheet, but uh, that doesn't take any way, anything away from uh, how we're going to compete in the playoffs. I feel really strong and really confident in my Kyle Busch Motorsports Safelight Autoglass team. It's a privilege to be able to be in this position where I have the confidence in my team knowing that we'll get to the racetrack with Fastoid Tundra. So it's, uh, it's really good for me right now. I've been uh, just really focused on what uh, my end goal is and that's to win the championship and uh, just trying to execute the best I can do. One of the races this year that kind of sticks out was Dover um, you know the challenge with Johnny Sauter you gained a lot of respect that night you know as far as racing hard but then the next week you follow it up with a win how big were those two weeks uh, for this career whether it be the low the week before and then the high winning the next week? Yeah that's it's really big to be able to bounce back like that and I think really where it started is um, racing Johnny hard for the for the win there late in the race, two to go at at Dover. Um, one got away from me a little bit, and uh, but I was running the Xfinity race the next day, and we had qualifying the next morning. Um, cold turkey on the racetrack, so went out there, qualified second for uh, my third Xfinity race, and then uh, that's really where I showed myself that no matter what adversity we go through as a team or for myself, I'm able to bounce back uh, just like that um, with the, fl- the flick of a, a finger. So it's uh, it's really good to know that I can come back from anything and, and that my team can come back from anything. Uh, we're more de- determined than ever right now in the position we are and um, just really, really, really trying to work hard and, and stay focused throughout this uh, 
this playoff stretch because it's really important. You didn't get the chance to chase a championship last year uh, in your first year in the truck series. Is that something that's kind of stung from last year that could carry over this year and kind of get you some momentum going into this thing? I think so. I think it, I don't know, I, I would have liked to be in the, the playoffs last year um, chasing a championship, just uh, just having that experience. I've never been in that position um, to feel that pressure of being in the moment where uh, you're chasing for a championship, all outs on the line. So uh, it would have been nice to be in that position last year, but uh, taking the, the positives from it, we ran really good at, at the playoff tracks last year in the later part of the season, one at Martinsville, um, and then ran really good at Phoenix. So those two tracks really stick out in my mind and then uh, finished second at, at Canada Mossport Road Course last year. So um, just really looking forward to the next couple races coming up. And I've had Canada circled on my calendar for a while now. So um, just focus on execution is uh, is the main thing in Canada. That place is awesome. So get to shift some gears and uh, turn right and left and breaking and, and the rest of the stuff. So it should be fun. Awesome. Well, good luck uh, throughout these next eight races and uh, go win the championship, man. Thank you. Thank you. Noah Gregson. Thank you, Tyler. Coming up next, we'll hear from Casey Kane from over the weekend, and later we'll talk with Brendan Gaughan. NASCAR fans, it's time to race up to Darlington Raceway for Throwback Weekend, where we're going back in time on and off the track. Everybody is so excited to see what's going to happen today. There will be concerts. The electricity is in the air. The fan zone. And, of course, loads of... Watch drivers try and master the track that's too tough to tame. It's the Bojangles Southern 500 Live at Darlington Raceway, Sunday, September 2nd. Get your tickets by calling 866-459-RACE or visiting DarlingtonRaceway.com now. You're smart, got your own trucking business, making it happen. What if I told you there was a place online where you could connect with other smart owner operators just like you? It's an online community called Team Run Smart, where people share advice on truck maintenance, fuel savings, healthy habits on the road, and so much more. All to make your business more profitable. And it's all free. Visit TeamRunSmart.com today to check it out. You'll be glad you did. TeamRunSmart.com, brought to you by Freightliner Trucks. We'll hear from Casey Kane next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Casey Kane has no traffic to deal with. Here he comes down to the inside of turn three. Let's it slide to the middle of the racetrack. A million dollar payday awaits Casey Kane. His two teammates crashed out earlier tonight in the showdown, but Casey Kane brings home the banner for Gillette Everham Motorsports. He will win the Sprint All-Star Race of Lowe's Motor Speedway. I can't believe we just won this thing. I can't believe it. Thanks to the fans. We didn't even make the damn race without the fans. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded in 2008. Hard to believe it's been 10 years that Casey Kane won the All-Star Race and giving a shout-out to the fans who helped get them there. The fans voted him into the All-Star Race, and he went on to take the checkered flag. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. And over the weekend, Casey announced that he'll be stepping away from full-time competition in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. During a press conference, he explained why and how long he's been planning this decision. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's been on my mind for, for a while. I, had, I mean, truthfully, last, uh, you know, two years at Hendrick and then the year here at LFR, just like as far as competition, I haven't been as competitive as what I want to be. And um, so I would say, you know, over the last three, four months, it started getting on my mind, like, man, do I need to, find other things to do and, and think of other things to do and um, I just finally made that decision you know but it's definitely been there for a few months I would say this year and LFR is working very hard to to uh, you know make improvements even get better from where we're at right now and that's that was exciting to me so it you know kept me in it a little bit longer but then I finally just decided you know that it's it's time to to do something different and you know I, I I love NASCAR. It's been, to me, it's been such a big part of my life, and I've enjoyed every every bit of it. And will keep watching and keep coming to the races when I can, and things like that, and supporting it, supporting dirt car racing, um, supporting all the racing. I mean, I was thinking last night of how many different types of cars I raced over the last 25 years, and it's uh, it's been crazy to think of the all of the cars and the success that I've been able to have and so many different cars and things like that. So 
um, yeah, it's just something that I always truly have enjoyed and um, but need to just back off a little bit and not do it quite as much as what I have because because the uh, you know it's just the time that I'm, I'm missing a bit with him. I actually get so much time with Tanner, and that's one thing I, I saw people say like you just you know you'll get more now, and and I will, but I get a ton of time with Tanner. But it's just going to be different time now. You know, it's not always going to be on the weekdays. Now it can be weekends. We can go to a football game. We can go to a baseball game. Just do things and not be completely thinking about racing while I'm with him or while I'm at a dinner or so many different things that go on throughout a week um, or a year, my mind is always in racing and it's all I've thought about for 25 years. It's all I've wanted to do and figure out how to get better as a driver, as a team, um, understanding the cars, all those things, you know, how can I get better and um, it's all that's been on my mind. So just back off of that a little bit I think will be really refreshing and, and be really good for me and my family, friends, things like that. At the end of last year, Casey Kane left Hendrick Motorsports and started this season with Levine Family Racing. He explained that decision as well. Yeah, I mean, I thought, um, you know, this year with a new team, kind of a new outlook, a uh, small team, you know, I was uh, that opportunity that, that Bob Levine gave me. Um, that was exciting to me going into the season. At the end of last year, I was, uh, it was actually kind of like mid-August when we first started talking, and it was going to be fresh, new you know something different it was exciting to me so I wanted to give it you know one more shot with a different group and a different company and um, I did that and we've had some success this year we've also had races where you know we all wanted them to be better and then we've had some races that weren't good at all and um, but the successful days you know make me happy on Monday and excited to come back for that next that next race and um, but I just kind of ran out of you know that anymore like I just I'm just happy to finish these final 12 the best that we can and enjoy it with the guys and uh, try to get some good results and then, you know, do something a little different after that. And we wish him luck for the remainder of this season and moving forward. Casey Kane will end his career in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at 540 consecutive starts. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we go face-to-face -face with Brendan Gaughan and later we'll have another update from today's NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Media Day. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times. Looking to protect your engine? Then regular oil and filter changes are the answer. AutoZone has everything you need to help you do the job yourself and do it right. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, game changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well, well said. Get right to the point with Home Quote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. We go face-to-face -face with Brendan Gaughan next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Only one more turn for Brendan Gaughan. Second gear, and now that 90-degree right-hander that leads out onto the front straightaway. They come uphill here to turn 14 towards the straight. Brendan Gaughan is going to get the win. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded four years ago in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin at Road America. Brendan Gaughan going to victory lane and picking up a road course win that no doubt will be remembered for a long, long time. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Last year, Brendan stepped away from full-time racing in the Xfinity Series. Earlier this month, he raced at Mid-Ohio. And this weekend, he'll be back behind the wheel of Richard Childress's number three Chevrolet Camaro. I had a chance to catch up with Brendan and I talked recently with him about his departure from full-time racing and if he missed it. Yeah, you know, I, I thought retirement was supposed to be beaches and mimosas. Uh, you know, this has not worked out in my favor. I'm, I'm pretty darn busy. But you know what? Uh, I got to handpick my schedule. You know, the Beard Oil folks, they take great care of me. And I've got to run the, uh, the, the cup car for them, of course. And I had a fun time in the cup car, except for Talladega. Ow. Um, I did not miss it after Talladega. I can tell you that much. Uh, but I do miss my road racing, man. I love racing mid-Ohio. I love racing road America. I can't wait to go to the Roval with, you know, the RCR stuff. And, 
you know, Shane Wilson's mad. He goes, I hate to admit it, but damn, I think you might be one of the favorites, and that pisses me off. <laughs> of course, former cruise chief Shane Wilson. Yeah, he's over at Kaz Grala's now, and I said, hey, if it rains, he goes, I hate you even more if it rains. <laughs> <laughs> what is this with you and rain? It's like every time we come to a road course, you want rain. I know you won at Road America a few years ago in the rain, but why do you love it so much? Well, it just it's a different style of racing. It's one the NASCAR fan doesn't get to see. The race, to me, the most fun race I've ever had in the rain was mid-Ohio, what was it, two years ago, when it was that deluge that any other series would have actually red flagged the race and said, standing water, it's done. And NASCAR just powered through it. I was so proud of them that day. It's just, it's a different world. The fans love it. The, the, the road racing fans in America, they don't stop because of rain. They want to see it go. And it's so much fun to do as a driver. It changes the whole layout. you got guys like Andy Lally, who's in the 90 car. Andy's one of the foremost American road course racers and he goes in the 90 and he can finish top 10 in mario stuff i mean he's you know he's solid but if it rains he can win the damn thing so i mean it's just so much fun to see different names i would love it to rain because Catherine leg she's never touched a stock car she's over there never been in a stock car but if it rains i promise you the woman who has never touched a stock car will be somewhere in the top 15 even top 10 could be a gone leg lally top three podium finish in the rain. That'd be awesome. I'd love to do that one. Uh, that'd be a ton of fun. You know, I mean, it just, look, it's awesome. You get guys like Justin Marks who get to come back in and do this stuff, and it, it love to see Justin racing. You get guys like Andy and Catherine who get chances. You know, and that, that just makes, see, to me, that's what makes the road racing season, let's call it, because NASCAR puts it kind of in a box, makes the road racing season so fun. Does that create a unique circumstance for the Xfinity Series, being that three of the four races in the month of August are road course races? Is that like, you know, how the trucks have Eldora? Perhaps maybe is the month of August a carve-out for the Xfinity cars? Yeah, you know, I think it actually, now that I'm not running full-time, I don't really care how difficult it is. But, you know, most teams don't have multiple road course cars. You know, you might build one in a backup car type thing. But when you have three races for the Xfinity Series in a row, Watkins Glen, right to mid-Ohio, a week off, and Road America. That puts some strain on the teams, and I love it. I think it's great. It lets the teams, you know, you got to work your tails off to make the road race season. And uh, it, it's, I think it's fun. I do like it that way. It is kind of, like you said, the, the Eldora carve-out type thing. Road racing season is August for the Xfinity Series, and I love it. Chatting with Brendan Gone. when did you run your first road course race? Not your off-road, because I know you got a lot of... You got a lot of time playing in the desert there with Walker Evans and those boys. But what about your first stock car road race? How'd that go? Stock car or any car? Any, I'll tell you what. Let's start with any car. Um, the, my first road race was 1991 at Firebird Raceway down in Phoenix, um, an F2000 car. So that, that's where my road racing starts. Uh, my first stock car road race would have been uh, Laguna Seca, Winston West. No, yeah, Laguna Seca, Winston West was my first one. And that was in 1999 uh, and 2000, 2000 when they, then they, we, we ran the old cup car when it was really a cup car, when the West Series was a cup car. Nine and a half to one motors, full, you know, full-size cup cars at Laguna Seca. Ton of fun. Well, the first question that begs to be asked, the corkscrew and a full fendered stock car, how'd that treat you? Bad to the bone. We, uh, matter of fact, I got some great pictures. We had a problem and we were down a bunch of laps, but I got lucky and got towed to the garage. A wheel fell off. They didn't torque lug nuts. I was fastest on the track. Well, I got out and I was mad. And, you know, at, at, in 2000, I'm 25 years old, and I was even more angry than I am at 42. And I'm 43 now. Damn. Uh, Time flies. Yeah, no joke. But <laughs> so I, uh, so I, I, I was down a bunch of laps. I was mad. I, pat, I unlapped myself three times without a caution. And I came up to the corkscrew mad, wheel hopped it, and went backwards down this corkscrew. And I have a, a, a sequence of pictures in my house of me going backwards down the corkscrew, did a full 360, and kept going and hit the leader in the next corner in the, in the carousel, bumped him as I went in just to remind him that I didn't wreck and I'm still right here. Wow, you were making a lot of friends that day, weren't you? Didn't really, just, just like Iowa the other day when, when, when you asked about Twitter, ask me if I care. <laughs> From that moment. On forward, you obviously were new to stock car racing on a road course. Some of these young drivers are here for their very first time or will be at the racetrack for their very first time coming up. What do you tell those guys, and how did you learn how to – because you're, you're – I mean, when we talk road course racing in the Xfinity Series, your name always comes to the top of the list. You obviously learned your craft. How will these drivers, and how should they go about learning their craft? Well, I like that NASCAR went outside. Look, I love Watkins Glen. I, I love the hell out of Watkins Glen. The boot would be make it even more special for me. The other track, eh. but the, the Road America, Mid Ohio, these are are real traditional American road races. You have penalties for not being exact. You don't have all the room to, to make mistakes, so you have to be very good here. And that's the main thing I tell them: is take your time, pick and choose. 
you know, and, and learn the track as you're doing it. But I'm done trying to help kids. I helped Michael McDowell tell him how good our braking system was a couple years ago at Road America. And the corner I went to outbreak him in on the last lap because I said, oh, I know how good our, RC, our brake system is. He went to the same point I told him, and he said after the race, man, I'd never believe these things would have gone that deep, so I'm done helping kids. I'm done. You can't Out. give up the goods. Out. He was my teammate. I was trying to be teammate <laughs> Now, I'll wreck the hell out of Daniel Hemrick for this win. I don't care. The, South, the, the other South Point, South Point 2 today, can, can take it, and, and, and they can pick gravel out of their butt for all I care. <laughs> Obviously, more grist from the Brendan Gone Mill, as it were. Let's uh, let's talk about you. Uh, you obviously stepped away full time. You're uh, you're running uh, some cup races and some Xfinity Series races, but not a full schedule. What keeps you occupied away from the racetrack these days? Uh, I want to go to the racetrack for vacation right now. Uh, like we talked earlier, I, I've I've I have way too many things going on. I have City Light Shine, the liquor company, the old NASCAR official Mike Dolan. We're still running the whiskey out in Vegas, and it's a it's definitely a labor of love right now. We're working our tails off on it. Got a new chemical company. I run two of our casinos in Mesquite. Uh, starting to do some more of the purchasing stuff for the South Point. Got had just moved a guy up into my office, kind of teaching me some of the purchasing side. I never worked in purchasing at the hotel, so he's trying to teach me that on the fly while I'm running the other companies. So I also have I'm a Justice Brothers distributor, JV Products. They my first sponsor when I was 15. The Justices. I'm now their distributor for Southern Nevada. So uh, yeah, I got, and I'm thinking about doing a joint APS thing with Dave Marmarek and and those in the garage might remember Dave. He's been on my car, Ryan Newman's car for a long time. It's credit card processing. I might start that company now in, in the West Coast. So yeah, I wish I was back racing and didn't have to do any of this. Plus, not to mention, you're starting to turn into quite the media mogul these days. Oh, I forgot. I'm still doing that. I got we got Fantasy Racing Preview uh, on Sundays. You know, on SiriusXM. Um, now I'm doing the VSIN. It's a TV show on the VSIN network. Um, and streamed on SiriusXM with uh, that—that's the studio that Brett Musburger started, the network that Musburger started. And then NBC has me doing a few things here or there. We're actually going to do something really cool. I, I'm going to a production meeting soon to find out if we got permission for me to call, do analyst my analyst role under green flag conditions. Um, we're we're waiting to get final say if they're going to allow that. So I, I got the NBC gig going on. We're we're I've got one or two things happening. I'm not sure. Um, kids and wife and all kids, that stuff. Wife, not a lot going on right now. No, it's, it's slow for me. It's slow. We've got more with Brendan Gone coming up next. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom and it get in my feathers like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice, and I'm so so. what it's all about things happen fast in racing and if you don't know where to look you can miss it all with legend from racing electronics you'll never miss another moment legend gives you live fan vision video in-car cameras and stats at nascar and other premier series events and the next generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. Doubleheader action coming your way this weekend. Coverage kicks off Saturday with the NASCAR Xfinity Series Johnsonville 180 from Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Live coverage right here on Motor Racing Network at 2.30 p.m. in the east and then Sunday. We will kick off the playoffs for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series north of the border in Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Live coverage of the Chevrolet Silverado 250 begins at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. We've got more with Brendan gone next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. We continue our visit with Brendan Gone had a chance to catch up with him at Mid-Ohio. We talked a little NASCAR, but we also talked about his life and life outside of racing. I asked him about the family business. Some children are born in a racing family. Well, he was born into a casino family. I asked him if it was similar. And once you're exposed to the family business, do you want to stay in it going forward? You know, uh, my dad raced from the 60s, too. So, I mean, you can say somewhat of a racing family in the desert world. But, no, it's – look – some people love what their parents do and want to do it. 
You know, some people love to follow in their footsteps. Bill Elliott's, Chase Elliott's, you know, Kyle Richard Petty, you know, Dale Dale. You know, I mean, there, there are some people that love what their families do, and there's some that don't want anything to do with it. Mark Martin, Matt Martin. You know, I mean, there's people that just don't want to go into that world. For me, the casino business is as exciting as racing ever was. I, I love it. I loved watching my grandfather's passion to the day he passed. I love watching. My dad's still 75. I'm trying to kick him out. Tell him to go take, you know, he's worked his tail off. He's gotten where he is. Leave. Go, go, go somewhere. Go play. Go take mom and go to a beach. Go, do, go to a mountain. I don't care. But, I, you know, he's earned what he's got. Go do it. And I love it. I have a passion for it. I've always loved it. I love the sports betting side like my family from the 1910s has done. And so that's, that's why the Visa Network's in our building. And I, I do love it. I, 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 it is very similar to the racing family lineage. Um, it, it's, it, I love doing it. I love watching it. There is a perception in this sport where either, in your case, the son of a casino owner or, say, for instance, the son of um, perhaps a warehouse guy like a Menard or whatever, that you are birthed into this and that you are you are daddy's son and silver spoon and all that stuff. But that's not the case with you because I know and knowing you, you've put a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears in there. All I mean, starting at the lowest of possible uh, positions in the in the company. You know, here's the thing. Guess what? Damn right I was, and my father worked hard, and his father worked hard before him, and I'm not going to ever say that I wasn't fortunate. I, I, my dad worked and earned it, and that doesn't mean that we don't work hard and earn it either. You know, and, and for us, you know, I, I mean, I've, I remember my first off-road race cars. The first, rate, the first off-road car I ever built had, it was four bent Bilstein shocks on the bottom of it, came out pissing blood at the end of every off-road race at 15 years old, thought it was the greatest thing ever, put it together myself, and had a great time doing it. Uh, you know, I mean, most of the time you have to learn how to respect it more when you are in those positions. Some do, some don't. I'm not saying that everybody does it the same way, but for me, I always felt that I had to work harder to earn some respect. And, you know, whether that was true or not, I just, I felt that way. And I wanted to make sure that I earned everything I got and I worked hard at it. But uh, in the end, you know what, I, I don't put a lot of care in that stuff. It's, you know, I, I'm lucky that my father is who he is and he's lucky who his father is who he is. But my dad earned every damn bit of his business too. But the point I'm making is that you work just about every position there is, even back when your dad had the Orleans and the Gold Coast and all that. What are some of the positions you held? I've uh, done everything. When I was in eighth grade, I worked at the Horseshoe Bussing, kitchen, bussing Tables and Washing Dishes. Uh, when I was uh, 13, 14, I worked in the bathrooms at the Barbary Coast with uh, Mel. His full name was M-E-L-E-S-T-E-R. Hmm. Yeah, Mel. Okay. He, was the, he, was, he was this dude that worked for us for 35 years working in a bathroom. And I learned to respect every single wow. person that works for us. He, I mean, that's what he did. He shined shoes and worked in a bathroom for 30 years for my family. And I worked for him when I was 14 years old. You know, I mean, he, uh, he was my boss. Uh, I've, I've worked in the sports books. I've worked in the kitchens. I've worked every job, clean, cleaned rooms with the GRAs. I've, I've been everywhere on it. And, then, and that's just, but to me, that's just, you have to learn the business. You have to learn to respect everything that there is and, and understand each role. If you're going to lead people, you got you to gotta do what they have done, walk in their shoes a little bit to know what it is. I've been working graveyard shift the last three weeks because my cleaning product, I want, we're, we're, it's going really well. We're selling it to other casinos. We're doing well with it. And I wanted to see how it was going for real. You know, sometimes people might tell the boss a little something different. So I snuck in at night when they didn't know I was there. And I've been watching surveillance video when they don't know I'm there so I can see how it's going. And, you know, sometimes you have to just double check to make sure that things are going right. So I love it. I love doing it. And for my family side, you know, yeah, me and all the, oh, you know, daddy's son and racing cars. No, they did this for us. We race not because it was for me. It's a model that our family has used since the 1980s, whether it was off-road racing, NASCAR racing. We've been sponsoring NASCAR since 1995 at Walker Evans. We're still sponsoring Daniel Hemrick. It ain't like it was just about me to be behind the wheel of a race car. We have a marketing strategy that works. Paul Menard, his, Menards, they sponsor a lot of race cars other than Paul Menard. You know, that, that's, it's a marketing strategy that we learned how great NASCAR is, how great auto racing is. We have a passion for it. And okay, so we had a kid that wanted to do it. So what? It, it worked out double. Final question. When your father decides to step aside, going to take the reins of the family business? I'm trying to throw him out now. <laughs> <laughs> he bought a house in Ireland. I keep telling him and mom to, to stay a while. Um, no, look, I, my dad and I have a great relationship. I'm very fortunate. But I'm also, like many others, very hard to work with your father some days, um, especially when they are so good. Any, anybody that has a dad that is you know, that guy in an industry, 
knows that they it, it's very difficult. They expect more. They do different. He t- he's taught a lot of people how to be great casino men. He doesn't teach his children very well how to be great casino men because he struggles teaching his children. But uh, he and I get along better than any of my brothers uh, have got along with him. We all get along great, but I've worked closer with him and learned how to dance around it. So, yeah, I want him to go and retire. I want him to go and play. I want him to go and enjoy his, his you know, the fruits of his labor and, and trust that, that I can do it. Yeah, of course I want that. That's Brendan Gone with this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Coming up, we'll hear more from the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Media Day. And later, Elliot Sadler will stop by. Facebook and Twitter, MRN is there. Follow MRN on social media for all the latest happenings from the track and in NASCAR. Breaking news, video, photos, live races and shows, stats, opinion, and more. Follow along on MRN's Facebook and Twitter. I'm former crew chief and STP auto expert Steve Letarte. Does your engine feel like it's down on power? It could be caused by deposits on fuel injectors, engine valves, and combustion chambers. An easy way to help clean up your fuel system and restore lost power is through the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. One bottle contains three times the amount of cleaning agents versus the leading premium gasoline to help keep your engine running strong. STP, inside every great machine. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents and 35 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Pack up the crew and head out to Talladega Super Speedway for race weekend October 12th through 14th. Ticket holders for the 1000bulbs.com 500 can enjoy free camping in three different campgrounds around the track. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. Don't forget next week is STP Race Week here on MRN. We'll be counting down to the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. If you're looking for more power under the hood, start at the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. STP inside every great machine. Kim Kuhn has a social media minute next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Kim Kuhn has stopped by with this week's Social Media Minute. Kim, what have you seen lately? Well, Mike, we're coming off of Bristol weekend, and Bristol is all about short tracks and tempers and action, and that's exactly what we're seeing on social media after the race weekend. And it's all about the Bush brothers. First and foremost, Kurt Busch. He won the Cup Series race at the last great Coliseum. And if you weren't watching the coverage, after he got out of the car, He had what I would describe as some bad helmet hair. This hair has even been likened to Kramer from Seinfeld, just to give you kind of a picture in your head what it looks like. But there were some great memes that were created from the photos of the post-race. One was from NASCAR waking up on a Monday like, and then they show the picture of Kurt But his brother, Kyle, was also making headlines and memes and GIFs with his reaction post-race in the media center after the Xfinity series where he had to retire due to issues with his car. And it's basically Kyle with an eye roll and a thumbs up. You have to see it to understand. So you can go to NASCAR has a great um, tweet that says, boss says, see you bright and early on Monday, you. And the reaction being Kyle's eye roll and a very sarcastic thumbs up. NASCAR Chasm had some great ones too. So the Bush brothers providing quite a bit of entertainment this week post Bristol. We are road course racing this weekend. Cup Series obviously off, but the Xfinity Series will be at Road America. And the trucks at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park will have all the coverage for you as well as everything you could want on social media. So follow us at MRN Radio. Thank you, Kimmy. We appreciate it. All eight of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship contenders are at the FS1 Studios in Charlotte today talking with members of the media. MRN's Tyler Burnett is there right now. Tyler, who is with you now? Thanks, Mike, here with the regular season champion of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series in 2018, Johnny Sauter. Uh, first off, man, you can't really ask for much more in a season, can you? Five wins most in your career. It's got to be uh, you got to be riding high right now. <laughs> well, you can always ask for more. So um, the key is to not get greedy. But, um, yeah, great uh, great start to the year. Um, still getting used to hearing the words regular season champion. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been good. Um, you know, obviously it's a product of a lot of hard work from a lot of great people at GMS Racing and, and across the board, sponsors and all that. So, um, you know, we, we just got to keep it going. That's the most important thing. Uh, we got seven races left, which is a long time. And uh, we just need to continue to go about it as, as we have the regular season. And uh, hopefully we're hoisting a trophy up come homestead time. 
the regular season championship obviously is important for points, but is it important uh, meaningful? Is it meaningful? I mean, are you gonna you know hang on your resume? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really ever think of that kind of stuff, honestly. Um, I think it's just uh, a perk of having a great season. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing that, that I think about is just those bonus points. Uh, gives you a little breathing room, so to speak. I don't know if there's ever any breathing room, but I'd much rather have it this way than the other way. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, and uh, it's been a great year. What can you say? I mean, it's we've been consistent, been pretty solid, but... Um, you know, a lot of people across the border saying, well, you need to win the championship now. And it's like, no kidding. You know what I mean? I, I know what I got to do. So, um, you know, we just got to do what we've been doing and, um, you know, ultimately have a shot. I mean, that's that's all you can ask for is to be in the top four going into Homestead and, and have an opportunity. You're a short tracker. You win at Bristol uh, for the first time in your career. Was that How big was that for you to do that before the regular season and the momentum? Uh, I mean, it's it's awesome. Like you said, I consider myself a short track racer. And, uh, you know, just growing up as a kid, watching races there, pulling into that racetrack, you know, looking at the grandstands and seeing all the drivers on the back stretch there and on the front stretch and their banners. And um, to say that you've won at that particular racetrack, you know, Bristol with the history and um, it's just a special place. So, um, you know, as, as a kid growing up racing, you know, you, I, I can't say enough about having the opportunity, number one, to race at Bristol and then to get to win there. And um, it's been a good racetrack for me through the years, and I don't know why it took me so long to win, but um, to get that win is pretty awesome. Do you ever sit back and reflect on how impressive these last three years have been for you with GMS and the package you guys have put together and the team you put together and how good you guys are right now? Well, I... You know, I feel really lucky and, and blessed to have had this opportunity. So um, when it first came along, you know, a, a lot of people probably questioned it. And uh, But, you know, I've been racing a long time, so I, you know, you can take a look around and say, okay, this has, you know, a lot of the ingredients to, to make a, a good recipe and, and to have something that's pretty awesome. So um, me personally, when I think about all that we've accomplished and, and hopefully continue to accomplish, um, you say, man, I wish I would have had that you know, you know, right away when I was a, a, a teenager or whatever. But um, anyway, it's it's good. And uh, it's, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to have a lot of great homes throughout my career. And this one's just been special. And I feel like, you know, me as a person uh, moving back home, it's made me a better racer and, you know, put my mind in a better place. So um, there's just a lot of things that you learn throughout your career. And it would take years to, to get it all off, you know, and, and to tell you all about it. But um, you know, everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen, and I'm just, you know, thankful to, to have what I've got. For sure. That's the regular season champion, Johnny Sauter. Thank you, Tyler. Coming up next, Elliot Sadler will join us, and later, we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all stages situations. Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click and Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR Radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season. We've got an exclusive interview with Elliot Sadler next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Last week, NASCAR Xfinity Series veteran Elliot Sadler announced that he would be stepping away from full-time competition at the end of this racing season. At Bristol, MRN's Woody Kane caught up with Elliot to talk about his decision. You know, the last few times I've seen you, I've been teasing you a little bit and calling you coach, and you usually have a big grin when I do that. So when you announced uh, that this was going to be your last full-time season, you said part of the reason was you wanted to spend more time with your kids. Is that ultimately what it comes down to? Because Casey Kane said essentially the same thing when he made his announcement a few days after you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, I've been doing this since 1997, you know, almost 22 years, and uh, that's a long time to be traveling and doing stuff. And look, I've been racing since I was seven. 
So, so do the math on that, pretty much every weekend putting a helmet on racing. So uh, it's definitely going to be a different lifestyle. But I, I want to spend more time, you know, with my wife and kids at home. And they're, they're getting involved in so much more stuff. And I want to be there to support them and encourage them and be a part of that. I don't want to live my life through a telephone uh, with my kids. I, I, want, I want to be there in, in, in person and experience all the all the highs and lows they're going to go through. You certainly can't get those days back, but no. uh, everybody always says even when race car drivers are not at the racetrack, they're thinking about it. Do you find yourself twirling racing around in your mind even when you're away from it? Well, I mean, you're always looking forward to the next race. You're always thinking ahead on, you know, things you can do to get better, things you can do to improve on, communication with your crew chief and your team, you know, getting ready for the playoffs. You're always trying to uh, prepare yourself for that and get ready. Uh, for, for what that entails. So uh, even when you're not at a racetrack, of course, you're always working on, on that craft to make sure when you show up that, that you're physically and mentally prepared. When you kind of look back on some of the accomplishments of your career, and there have been a lot of them, do you kind of wonder, man, that flew by. How did, it, how, did it, how did I get from A to B? It has flown by. I mean, sometimes it seems longer than others, but um, I remember a lot of my first year and my first couple races. I remember coming to Bristol for the first time in 1996, and uh, throttle sticking during qualifying and and qualified 32nd and finished 7th and you know you remember some of those first starts and 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 I, I have had some great accomplishments. Look for a small town boy from Emporia, Virginia very happy with my accomplishments. Um, there's always going to be would have, could have and should have moments in anybody's career. Um, but, you have that at a desk job, you right? have that anytime. <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely have a lot of those in my career as well, but, um, but, but definitely uh, very proud of a of the friends I've met and the people I've met and the, the memories I've made more than anything. What about the way the atmosphere is now? When when you first started, when I first started covering the sport, used to be you started out as a young guy, had to prove yourself at the short tracks and late models and move up and show you weren't going to tear up some team owner's equipment, and you had a sponsor that was with you for the whole year, and now it's it's upside down, isn't it? Yeah, I got gypped in this whole deal. I uh, We laugh about it all the time. When I first came on the scene, in the Xfinity Series, it was all older guys, older, experienced guys. You had Randy LaJoy, you had Mike McLaughlin, you had, you know, Todd Bodine, you had Jimmy Spencer, and then you had all the cup guys coming down and racing. And I was like the only young guy. And now I've been here for a while, and now there's no old guys. It's all young guys and just me. So I got I got beat up on both ends. So, uh, I mean, it's definitely the sport has definitely changed, and it's, and it's definitely going in that direction. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad for the sport. We'll have to see how that plays out. But... Uh, the age has definitely dropped the last couple of years. You've been around long enough to see a ton of changes in this sport. So going out, if there could be an Elliott Sadler rule going forward, what would you like that to be? Oh man, that's a that's a really good question. And I mean, I'm I'm not going to throw my political hat on. You're not going to get me in trouble as I'm <laughs> as I'm walking out the door. Um, but it is evolving. It really is. It, it, it is evolving. The only thing, and I, I can say this, the one thing I'd love to see NASCAR do, and I honestly think it would help them a ton with their attendance and involvement in the sport, is they need to have on-track betting. They need to have betting a betting trailer that goes from track to track, just like the rest of these trailers do, where a fan can sit in the stands and, and bet on the races and bet on their favorite driver. And, and I just think that will bring a ton of excitement to it. Uh, from the people that are here on site uh, at, at the facility. We see it with horse racing all the time, and I just think that's an area that we need to explore and see if we can make happen. And we have Xfinity as a great partner that can make that kind of technology happen for the fans at the track. So I like to see something like that in that direction to give our fans something else a little more uh, you know, exciting to kind of deal with to go along with the race at the track. We may see that sooner rather than later, the way things are headed. You're still in the middle of a championship battle right now and uh, headed down toward the end of the Xfinity regular season. What do you guys need to get a little bit better at to, to be able to be one of those Final Four at Homestead and contend for the title? Yeah, well, we've been very consistent, and we've had some speed throughout the races, and, you know, my team does a really good job. I just, you know, that all falls on my shoulders. I, I've got to do a better job on finishing these races out and probably being more aggressive and, you know, maybe communicating a little better. There's always stuff that, that I can do better as, as the quarterback of the team. So, we'll, you know, I'll continue to try to put my best foot forward. I definitely feel more relaxed now after all this is in the open of me retiring. And, um, you know, my guys are doing a good job getting cars ready for the playoffs. And uh, some of the tracks we go to, um, we feel like we're pretty good at. Some of them are unknowns, like the Roval at Charlotte. And we're just going to have to see how we get through those, those races in that time of year. And hopefully we'll make it back to Homestead again.
Have you found in your career that it's often a bunch of little things rather than one big thing that make the difference? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's our sport. It's always a bunch of little things. In any professional sport, it's all the little things that add up to one, one or two big things. And if it's just one big thing you can change each and every week, everybody could do it. But it's just putting all the little pieces of the puzzle together. And, you know, my team and I try to do that week in and week out. And, you know, most of the time we get it right. And, I mean, that's why we're second in the points. And, and we're, so it means we're, we're pretty consistent. And we'll just, uh, you know, continue to try to do that. Let's look ahead coming out of Bristol. You'll start the, the, the rest of the regular season, so to speak, at, at Road America. And I think you're an underrated road racer, and that is a giant track. Dude, a, a caution lap there takes a half an hour, doesn't it? Yeah, I've gotten lost there a few times. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's definitely a different animal, you know, for us to race at. It's such a short race, and pitch strategy is such a big deal. And then when you throw in the segments, it's, it's a whole nother monkey wrench in the plan. So, we're, you know, we'll see how we're running and what plan we have there to try to create the best opportunity we can to, to get the best finish we can. It's, uh, you know, I, I like the road courses. They're different. I'm not great at them, but it's cool to do something different every once in a while. And that's always a fun track, great fans in that area. And, and I think it's neat Bill Elliott's racing uh, uh, there this weekend. So I'm, I'm actually taking me some stuff for him to sign. I hope he doesn't mind. I got a bunch of tease about being the old guy now? Yeah, that's right. They always make fun of me of being the old guy. He's got me beat by 19 years. So he's going to bring the a average age of that race up pretty good, where I might be in the middle. All right, Elliot, thanks for your time, and good luck chasing this championship. All right, thanks, Woody. That's Elliot Sadler as he spoke with our Woody Kane over the weekend at Bristol. Coming up next, we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history, plus we'll get another update from NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Media Day. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. MRN.com. Original online audio, video, and digital content. Need the latest information on each week's races? Check out the MRN.com race center. Need to find your local radio station for MRN original programs? And Camping World Truck, Xfinity, and Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races? Go to stations on MRN.com. All the latest NASCAR news and opinion pieces, race schedules, driver standings, and archives of MRN programs, MRN race broadcasts, and so much more. MRN.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks so much for spending time with us on this week's NASCAR Live. It is that time once again to turn back the clock on this week in NASCAR history. This week we begin in 1983. The police is on the radio with King of Pain in Major League Baseball. Pete Rose of the Cincinnati Reds ended his consecutive game streak at 745. And NASCAR was at Michigan International Speedway. Cale Yarborough claimed the checkered flag in the champion Spark Plug 400. Right now they open the door good and wide for Cale Yarborough to nail down the win in the champion Spark Plug 400. He's taking advantage of it, still staying down low on the racetrack. Dead ahead of him is Dale Earnhardt. He's also down very low. Yarborough side by side with Ron Bouchard right now. Waltrip, one final dash to the flag. Cale Yarborough right in the low groove, looking for a little running room. Waltrip trying to reel him in as they come out of the corners. Cale scoots up in front of Bouchard, comes down to the line, and Yarborough will win it by about six or eight car lengths over Darrell Waltrip. Moving forward to 1994, South Garden as the number one rock song with Black Hole Sun. At the box office, Harrison Ford is number one with Clear and Present Danger. And again, NASCAR was racing in the Irish Hills of Michigan. Jeff Bodine started first and ended first in the GM Goodwrench Dealers 400. Black Hole Sun. Mark Martin slams the door shut on the back straightaway, holds on to that second spot. It'll be decided among those two who get second, but they're all chasing Jeff Bodine by a healthy margin. Bodine Ford cleanly through Ford on his way. Looking for his second win of this 1994 season. Here they come to the checkered flag. Through turn number four and back to the stripe. Jeff Bodine wins. And we end in 2007. Kenny Chesney has the number one country song with Never Wanted Nothing More. On social media, the very first hashtag was used on Twitter. NASCAR was again at Michigan International Speedway, this time racing on a Tuesday. After rain washed out Sunday and Monday, the 3M Performance 400 was held on a Tuesday, and it was Kurt Busch winning for the second time in 2007. No, never wanted nothing more. 
Kurt Busch coming in strong in the second half of today's race, as he has in the second half of the season, winning at Pocono, and today winning here at Michigan International Speedway. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. Before we wrap up this week's show, Tyler Burnett is standing by with another contender for this year's NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship. Tyler? Thanks, Mike. Here with Brett Moffitt, the second highest point getter in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series in 2018 for the regular season. Uh, how do you assess your season, man? How do you think it's gone so far this year? Uh, it's been really good. We've had a lot of uh, good moments and some bad ones. Um, you know, I feel like our execution could could be a little bit better. Uh, we've had some forced errors on pit road and uh, Texas, I made a big mistake myself, but other than that, we've had a lot of speed in our tundras and we've been working well together and hopefully can continue that success. It seems like every time you guys need to deliver, you do, um, from the standpoint of, you know, not having sponsorship dollars and then winning races and then getting more sponsorship dollars. And you're finally here. There was a chance you weren't even going to be here at one point. Um, so I guess, is it cool to be at NASCAR media day knowing that you're going to be in the playoffs? Yeah, for sure. Um, but with that comes, we still have two open races in Talladega and Texas. So uh, the sponsorship issues are not over yet, and we need to keep working on that. And um, I feel like if we can get past that, our race team can focus on just the competition side, and which is what we need to do, and we can go out there and compete for a championship. It shocked me when you said you had never raced at Talladega before. I think it shocked Crafton and Sauter, too, because they both looked at you and said, is that serious? So that is, the trucks don't only go to Talladega once a year, right? And this is the first year for the NASCAR Camera Truck Series for you. So what's it going to be like to go to that place? That place is a mecca and a big deal for NASCAR. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I ran basically the whole 2015 Sprint Cup season, and the only two racetracks I didn't go to were uh, Sonoma and Talladega. So, um, you know, that was what was confusing them, but... Uh, you know, as far as Talladega goes, it's it's uh, similar to Daytona. Uh, handling characteristics are normally a little bit better than Daytona, so you just need to work on being in the right place at the right time and, and make safe moves. And since it's a cutoff race, we need to survive the race and uh, try to have a good point stay out of it. Out of the eight playoff contenders, you're kind of a tweener. So you're not really an old guy, but you're not really, you know, Justin Haley or Ben Rhodes, one of the young guys. So what, how would you describe your category? Um, I think I relate more with the old guys for sure. Um, I'm pretty good buddies with Crafton and, and I, and I respect and like talking to Sauter. Um, and so I, th I would, I would contribute myself more with them. I would say just from a off track experience, but, um, and being with it that I raced cup for a year and, and tested a lot, you know, I would say we're in a little bit different boat than, than the new young guys. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He's the two seed in the 2018 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoffs. His name's Brett Moffitt. Thank you, Tyler. We appreciate you helping us out tonight on NASCAR Live. Also like to thank Brendan Gaughan, Elliot Sandler, and all those championship contenders in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series that joined us on today's show. Enjoy road course weekend, my friends. You got the trucks in Canada, the Xfinity Series cars in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and you can hear it right here on the Motor Racing Network. That's all the time we have for this week. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week right here. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down.